the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Thursday. I hope it finds you well out there. Just a quick uh, program note. Uh, Jason and I are both going to be off tomorrow. So you will have uh, uh, some tapes running tomorrow. But both of us will be back on Monday. But don't worry, the Patriot office is open. Of course, you can always order online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at all americangold.com uh the office number 800-951-0592 and jason uh, a lot more stuff to talk about today uh we've got a problem overseas in metro bank this is a uk bank uh one of the banks uh, they also have uh a big a, a big I don't know, following's the, the wrong word, but uh, they're the second largest bank in the Philippines. Uh, this is a, this here would be considered probably a regional bank in the U.S. If you said, well, how big is uh, Metro Bank? Uh, they're, they're in desperate need. Uh, they're needing to raise six to seven hundred million dollars in capital. And, and, you know, this is a bank that has about $100 million worth of assets. So huge problems there. We'll talk about that. Uh, Wells Fargo was out. They put more banks on downgrades. I'll give you that as well. Uh, Not to mention the U.S. credit rating. We're watching Moody's. They are the last of the three that have yet to downgrade U.S. debt uh, they've been warning over uh, the the lack of budget, and obviously what happened in the House and McCarthy being gone, and we we, we got a forty five day extension. Uh, worries there, and not just the U.S. People starting to talk about Canada's credit rating, Germany's credit rating, right? All all of these countries' credit rating uh, credit ratings as we watch as the the interest rates continue to rise around the world, and just the move that we've seen. So right now, uh, at least for today, I'll, I'll call it stability here. Uh, the ten-year note sitting around uh, around four seven five. So not not at you know got as high as four eight five, but that is considerably higher than we were two weeks ago. That probably added. Somewhere between, let's say, 125 to 225 billion dollars in in what we'll call non-realized losses to these banks. So I'm not surprised that Wells Fargo started downgrading banks. I'm not surprised to see uh, other banks having problems, and of course, I'm not surprised to hear about uh, Moody saying, "Hey." It may be time uh, to to join the pack and, and downgrade the U.S.'s credit rating, Nate, their, their credit rating. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. The uh, uh, ratings agencies uh, kind of got exposed during the 08 crash for, for a lot of the criminality. So uh, you know, the, uh, thinking they're, they're, they're hoping that everybody kind of forgot about that so they can actually look like they're doing the job of, of actually rating things uh, the way they're supposed to be. I'm, I'm still thinking that all these – all these countries probably should have credit ratings way way down low, anyways. You know, Joe. That, I don't think any of them are triple A. You know, it's it's just <laughs> it's just not the world we live in. Uh, everything is teetering on the edge, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if Moody's joins in. It's uh, it's it's obvious to me that there's a, a lot of weakness in in the, in these countries and these banks that uh, they they're not they're just not handling their business. They're not ready. They're they're sh- they're shaking, Joe. I mean, I. The only question is going to be is, are we even going to have banks? You've mentioned before, it will just be central banks in the future. With digital currencies, they have the opportunity to possibly pull that off. Yeah, the the need for a lot of these banks becomes unnecessary, right? You'll have uh, the mega banks, right, where the really wealthy people will hold money. They'll they'll do uh, credit cards. They'll do auto loans. They'll they'll do uh, home loans, but really not. A lot else, and there wouldn't be a need uh, for them to do a lot else. But Moody's was saying, "Hey, a government shutdown would be credit negative for the for U.S. sovereign debt." They also went on to talk about the intensifying political polo- polarization, right? And obviously, with the twenty twenty four election coming up, I think that only gets worse. Was a major concern, and then last but not least. Fiscal policy that is what they they use the term less robust economy in the United States. So, Jason, kind of like a, a three pronged warning. Hey, you, you got your you, you got your government shutdown thing. Now we we've extended it for you know forty five days. We don't like what's what we see politically. Right, this is a nation divided. And then, last but not least. Now we're starting to worry about the economy on top of it, which uh, when we start looking at tax collections versus spending, these numbers get worse and worse. Yesterday we told you, heck, the, the debt jumped $300 billion in a single day yesterday. Yeah, no, over the weekend. Yeah, it seems like they, they, they solved their, uh, you know, the, the government shutdown, and then that meant, hey, the government can then uh, throw $300 billion on the <laughs> On the debt, because I think it opened Monday, Joe, is when that 300, it was uh, October 2nd, it was up $300 billion. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I said on yesterday's show, when this 45 days elapses and they got to figure out the budget again, are they going to kick it down the road another 45 days? And what is that going to be, another three or $400 billion under the debt? Is, it, is this what we're looking at? Is this, I mean, how, how many billions are going to, how many trillions are going to go on by the end of next year, Joe? Right, I know. Buckle up. It's gonna right. We're in the rough waters. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason, Patriot News Hour on this Thursday. Uh, a quick look in here. The Dow's down. I know it's man. We, we got a little bit of a reprieve yesterday. Uh, down a hundred and fifty points. Uh, Thirty two thousand. 980, uh, you know, and again, uh, just having a hard time. Uh, the S&P's down 32 points. The NASDAQ 
is down 133. The bond market, it's down just a smidge, but uh, 473, uh, not a lot of movement. Probably the quietest the bond market has been uh, in the last, what, two weeks. Crude oil, what a ride. I mean, we are $93. I I, want to say, what, the beginning of the week? Uh, It's lost 10 bucks. Uh, this week, uh, $83. Uh, I hate to say, you know, a lot of it, let's face it, is just uh, very, very short term. Taking profits, doing this and that. Uh, I don't see, unless there's a huge shocker uh, in the jobs number tomorrow, I don't see oil really going much lower. Gold is flat. Gold's just hanging out right now off a of buck, 1918. Uh, silver is right above the twenty-one dollar mark. Uh, the 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 currencies, the yen, uh, still staying above uh, below one fifty, one forty-eight, one forty-nine. Uh, but again, Jason, I think the the worry is all to the downside here right now. There's not a lot of people expecting great things to happen, and really, if you think about it. We're probably outside of jobs. I don't know that there's a lot of great news out there. It's like the last thing still standing. Jobless claims today, 207,000. No big deal. Uh, so we'll, we'll get the government jobs number tomorrow. Uh, a low number, Wall Street's going to like. A high number, they're not going to like. We'll see uh, what comes out of it. But I, I'm going to say this. Not a lot to like right now, and especially today when we're starting to get more bank downgrades. Now we got uh, Metro Bank in England. Uh, they're having problems. Jim Cramer the other day, stay away. Uh, you know, and PacWest got bought. But even that now, that, that merger, if you will, uh, maybe might not bear fruit. Now, Wells Fargo coming out, issuing more downgrades that we're going to get to in a minute. It's really important not having uh, your your money in the bank. It's really important to be diversified and have, have things outside of Wall Street. Listen, we, we live in boom and bust. We know that. We know that. we got to accept that. And right now, right, the boom is over. Well, how do we know the boom is over? Well, they, they look at what they did to interest rates. They're doing quantitative tightening, not quantitative easing. They're trying to shrink the money supply. These are things that tell you the boom is over, and you need to have things outside of Wall Street. And that's why we talk about why refi. We do it every day. If you have $50,000 or more, that's the minimum. You can use an existing IRA. You, some of you can use a 401k. Maybe you got it sitting in the bank. Up to 10.25% returns, and it's fixed. What does fixed mean? It means it doesn't change. What, 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 but what if this happens? What if that happens? What if uh, X, Y, and Z happen? They don't care. It doesn't change. Think about that, right? Not You, you're, you won't be afraid to look at your statements. And right now, that's probably sounding pretty good. Check them out. InvestYrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y-R-E-F-Y.com. Or just call them. That's probably the easiest thing. 888-YREFI24. That's 888, the letter Y. 
Uh, y refi, right? R E F Y on your phone. Y refi 24. Uh, and just tell them that uh, we sent you. That's all you got to do. Uh, back to Metro. So, Metro, which has now uh, been halted multiple times. So, they're listed in the UK. So, this is a UK listed bank. They're on the UK stock market. Uh, it's been halted multiple times. It's lost 30% of its value just this morning. Uh, Jason, this was a bank that yesterday was valued at 87 million pounds, so about a hundred million dollars. Uh, and of course, uh, this after today's move, they've lost over two thirds, almost 75 percent of their value. So you know what? You go back to the beginning of the year. Right, this was a bank that was probably you know valued at around a couple hundred million pounds, and and now they're talking about. Here's the crazy part: it was at eighty-seven million pounds yesterday, down thirty percent, and then the news is they may need to raise six hundred million pounds just to stay afloat. You know that's that's like seven hundred plus million dollars. Jason, just to stay afloat, and again, I think this is the problem for banks globally. This is all the banks. The same issues here reside everywhere else. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we talked about on the first segment too, and about the banks and the ratings. Um, it is kind of tough. You know, I'm not much of an investor, uh, but when Jim Cramer says to sell off a bank, you don't almost want to buy it, don't you? Because you almost want to buy it, right? You almost want to buy that bank because uh, you know. What uh, there's like a there's somebody out there that actually does exactly the opposite of what Jim Cramer does, and they actually make money, from what I understand. Well, yeah, he's not. Yeah, I, I guess he sh- he shouldn't be your source for anything. But uh, it, it was interesting because he normally doesn't do it, right? He's he's the no, big he rah rah. Everything's great, guy. So, uh, but uh, Wells Fargo came out and said they they they, they looked at fifteen what they call mid cap banks. Okay, so the, this is going to be. Your, you know, your regional banks, and some of these, you know, regional banks are bigger than others. Uh, but this is something where they hadn't covered them before. So these are new. They looked at 15 of them. And Jason, right out of the chute, of the 15 they looked at, they, they issued downgrades on four of the 15 and then said about the other 11, here was the good news. Well, the good news is, according to Wells Fargo, man, these these bank shares, they're really cheap. They're, they're really inexpensive. In other words, hey, look at the chart. They've gotten, you know, they've gotten their their, their butts kicked, right? The, the stock price is way down. However, we still don't know that you should buy them, right? right? There's still more trouble ahead, but four banks in particular uh, were downgraded from Wells Fargo. Bank of California, First Horizon Corp. Uh, and they said that, uh, well, they just said that there is a number of issues. And, and of course, uh, First Horizon, they were the ones that bought PacWest. 
So it's kind of interesting that that yep. now Wells Fargo is saying, hey, guess what? Now we don't like First Horizon, uh, which this kind of tells you uh, what we're dealing with here. And, of course, First Horizon bought it because they knew, man, we got to get bigger. If we don't get big enough, we're not going to be able to raise enough money. That's the problem with Metro. They're not big enough. And look how much money they need to raise. They're just not big enough. They, they said that, hey, if they can just survive First Horizon, then, then maybe uh, they, they can make it through. They also downgraded Associate Bank Corp and First Interstate Bank Systems on what they call macro pressures. Uh, let me tell you what that means. Any more deposits leave those banks, and we see big problems ahead. I mean, there, there's your there's your quote unquote macro problems. They've got too many loans that only give them two or three percent in interest, and they've got to pay four plus percent to keep their depositors. Jason, that math just doesn't work very long. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know, you, uh, you, you say it every single day on the air. Why do you have your money in the banks? <laughs> and it, I get it. You got to have some money in there. You got to, you know, you got to pay your bills, you know, send send your check in the mail, so to speak. I still do the check in the mail, but a lot of people don't. You, know, you got to have the money, the bill paying money in there. But it's it just not only is it just not safe to have your money in the bank. There's just no reason to. Well, what, you know, the, the, why do you have your money in the bank should be. What benefit do you have? Well, there's no benefit to having it there. You know, for some people, it's like, well, I don't feel safe ha- having cash at home. You know, some of our customers, what do I do with gold when I buy it? I don't feel safe having it at home. Well, that's that's something for you to determine, but it's better for you to determine that than have to have the bank determining what to do with it, right, Joe? That's that's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah. There's no reason to have it there. Give it, give give us some interest for having the money in, in a savings account. Then maybe we'll put the money back in there. At least there's there's some some reward, but there's no reward. And there's still risk, Joe. It, and just, you know, it's not all bad. Uh, they, they did say, hey, there there's some banks that they like. Here's the funny part. One of the banks they say they like, I don't like. It, it's kind of interesting. So they said uh, the there's four banks that they thought were better. Western Alliance Bank. That's right here. That's right here in Arizona. They, they've been on the troubled list on multiple banks, uh, but they said, uh, Wells Fargo anyway, hey, you can check them out. F&B Corp., East West Bank Corp., and Pinnacle Financial are the ones that they like the best, I guess, of the group. Uh, but but even those ones, I'd be real careful because uh, all of these, I know that Western Alliance, East West, uh, and Pinnacle, I've seen them on lists. Uh, at other places as banks to stay away from. So, you know, it's just something where there's not a lot of great choices when it comes to banks outside of the big mega banks. uh, Everybody else is very vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. And and I think it is a little bit of a case-by-case basis. You know, not all banks are leveraged in the wrong position. They're not all setting up to be complete failures. Uh, They're all in the same debt money system. So they're all linked at some point. But, Joe, not everybody was borrowing huge tons of, of that low-interest stuff and putting themselves leveraged in the wrong position. But there's, I mean, how many do you think 50% of them are in this bad spot, Joe? There's about, what, what yeah, 4,000 banks? Maybe half of them are messed up? You know, the, the, the realities are how good did they do hedging, right? Uh, that, that's been uh, an issue. They didn't hedge well enough. I think they, you know, and I, 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 I get it. 
right? They probably never in their wildest dreams thought that we'd be where we are right now. Uh, even at the beginning of the year, I, I don't think a lot of us thought that you could you would get a much above four percent, right? And and we're clearly above that. The move this week, though, um, it makes it harder now on on a lot of these banks. The the unrealized losses we're talking about when I when I tell you, hey, we're we're talking to make seven maybe eight hundred billion. Last quarter, it was only about, it was, I want to say it was 550. That is a huge jump in a, in a three-month period of unrealized losses. You're talking about unrealized losses jumping uh, as much as 25% in 90 days, Jason. That, that's significant. Yeah, that's that's very significant. Ninety five, right? <laughs> so, so I mean, are we looking at at the end of this decade only having six or eight banks, or maybe a hundred banks? I mean, what, what do you think by twenty thirty, Joe? I mean, we we may not have any of these banks. I guess we may actually be just complete a completely different financial world where it's it's all in the palm of your hand, connected to some central bank. It's going to be. I'll say this: banking is going to change dramatically. There's, there's just no doubt about it. Um, there, there's uh, the amount of banks. You know, I say it all the time. We had sixteen thousand banks in the early '80s. Uh, we've got four thousand banks today. And if you want, if you listen to anybody like Janet Yellen, Jay Powell, they would be very, very happy with with three hundred banks or less. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot News Hour uh, on this Thursday. Uh, today's special day, $5 liberties, uh, 1866 to 1907. I know a lot of you are like, well, why do you like the old gold better? Why not just sell uh, gold eagles, right? Why not just sell gold eagles? Well, believe it or not, uh, the fractional gold side uh like quarter ounce half ounce gold eagles they actually cost more uh than five and ten dollar liberties right now so they're you know i like price Uh, but for us it's very simple forget i don't even care about price i don't i care about privacy that that's that's the main thing what is what is the most private way to own gold and you got to remember when you think about privacy. Private when I buy it, when I sell it, if I trade it, if I hand it down, right? Whatever, if I pass it down to uh, my loved ones, what what is the most private way? And by private, where I don't have to, I don't have to give out my social security number. I don't have to. Get ten ninety nine. Uh, you know what? I, I want to. I'm going to be. I'm going to be on the honor system. But what I do is up to me. And, and there's only one, one category that fits that. Just one, and that's pre nineteen thirty three U.S. minted gold. Period. Well, why? Why do you say that? Double. You just say that because that's what you sell. No. Well, it is what we sell. But I sell the other stuff. I do. I don't advertise it very much, but I sell it. 
It's because it's the only thing that the government recognizes differently. All other gold in the eyes of our government is considered bullion, period. You know, people made uh, the Costco gold bars, right? That was exciting, right? I mean, it sold out in, you know, minutes, right? Let's face it, if they had actually announced to the world, gold bars are on sale, you know, next week, it would have sold out faster than a Taylor Swift concert, right? Without even really telling anybody it sold out in less than two hours. Well, that's great. I love it. Right? One ounce gold bars. Here's the thing that they don't tell you. Anything over $10,000 in, in, in anything considered bullion. Right? Uh, gold bars, Krugerrands, Maple Leafs, Pandas, you know, all that stuff. Legally, we've got a 1099. So just think if, uh, you know, gold, we're talking about gold going to new all-time record highs, but let's just be casual. Just say gold goes uh, to, to 2,000. Well, that's five ounces. That's it. And then anything at the you know, 1099, what if it goes to 3,000? Well, now you only can sell three ounces. Right? Goes to five, right? You can only sell two ounces before all that stuff. Avoid all that stuff. And buy the the gold that's the most private, pre-1933 U.S. minted gold. You want another reason? Guess what? I can put anything, well, just about, in a gold IRA. We do physical metals IRAs all the time. I can put gold eagles in there. I can put buffaloes in there. I can put gold bars in there. I can put maple leaves. I can put Krugerrands. I can put pens. I can put, you name it, Perth Mint. It doesn't matter. I can put anything in there with one exception. Pre-1933 U.S. minted gold. That's all, that's all I need to know. And by the way, not that we, we don't know what's going to happen. But when they did confiscate gold in 1933, and we can debate whether they'll confiscate gold again uh, in the future. We don't know. I mean, I guess that's the fairest answer. I don't think so. But I'll say this. Things get bad enough, they absolutely will. If they think they need to take the gold away to force people to buy, uh, to, to, to have this digital currency, or if they think... Hey, we've got to have more gold in reserve so we can uh, keep servicing our debt and have people buy our stuff. They will. Do you know the only gold that people were allowed to keep? Because people don't know their history very well. Owning gold was illegal in the United States for almost 40 years after 1933. You You could go to prison. For having a Krugerrand or a Maple Leaf, having a $20 gold piece uh, in your pocket, a $5 gold, it had to be turned in and you couldn't own it. With one exception, coins that were considered to be collectible before the confiscation, you were allowed 
to still keep. Well, guess what? Guess what the government says is collectible today? Any pre-1933 gold that didn't get melted down. So that's why we like it better. And today, I've got $5 liberties on sale. They're 500, let me, wait, let me, uh, I got to get my sheet here. Yeah, $550. If you buy 10 or more, $545 at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two, and you know what else I like now? It, it's smaller, right? Because I think gold's going to run a lot higher, and I think when the digital currency comes, a lot of people are going to want to buy things that they don't want the government to know about. And guess what? Having some fractional gold makes a lot of sense. Having silver makes a lot of sense. Uh, we, we've got the five-ounce silver bars. We started them on sale yesterday. Got them on sale again today. Five-ounce silver bars are $125. So we got you covered either way. $5 Liberty gold pieces, $550. 10 or more, $545. Five-ounce silver bars at $125 at 800 951 Jason, two really good options today. We're going to go through the weekend on this one. We will run this through the weekend. So Friday tomorrow, when you hear the repeat show, the same special, you can call in tomorrow and order this at 800-951-0592. And uh, through the weekend, right, Joe? So into in Monday, and then hopefully Monday we'll see. We'll, we'll see what Monday will be like and uh, what we'll, we'll, where will we going then. Yeah, exactly. How about this? You want to see where things are going? And I knew, I said this the other day. Central Bank Gold Buying Skyrocketing higher in August And I guarantee it will be even higher again in September I'll tell you about that And what do 84% of CEOs in the country see That our Federal Reserve doesn't see Both of those coming up next 800 951 0592. I mean, you've, we've had closing in on $150 pullback in gold. What, three, three, four, three, three and a half, four dollar pullback in silver? Take advantage. Take advantage. I, I think uh, potentially maybe one day left. I, I, it depends on tomorrow's jobs number. I'm actually thinking it's going to be. What are those? It's not going to be a great number. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, 20,000 or something super low either. Kind of one of those in-between numbers. Uh, but I, I, I expect uh, getting into next week, uh, we're probably going to see uh, the commodity sell-off. You know, we had a big sell-off everywhere, right? Stocks have sold off. The commodities have sold off. Uh, probably uh, some some bottom feeding is going to occur. So uh, start adding more to your portfolio. $5 liberties today. The old ones, 1866 to 1907. Man, it's great how inexpensive they've gotten. 550 10 or more, 545 I mean, these things were a, almost $100 more. Uh, what, six months ago. So uh, add here the five-ounce silver bar. What a great deal. 125 bucks on a five-ounce silver bar. 800 
951-0592. How many times have I said be your own central bank? Well, central banks, another 77 metric tons bought in August. Just to give you an idea of what a metric ton is, 32,150 ounces. And they did it 77 times in August alone. Uh, Turkey, 15 tons. China, you know what? China's been ratcheting up their purchases. They started out, you know, 15 to 20 metric tons a month. Then it was, you know, 20 to 25 metric tons a month. Uh, Last month, I want to say they were a little bit over that 25. This month, Jason, almost 30 metric tons uh, bought by by China. Poland added another 15 metric tons. Uzbekistan uh, added gold as well as uh, India adding. Now, India only added a couple of tons, but India now has started adding gold uh, to their reserves. There was no selling from central banks of any significant amount. So there wasn't even a central bank that that really even sold any Czech Republic, Singapore, some others were also uh, adding to their gold. And like I said, there was no uh, any significant selling of central bank gold. But I want to update China because this is something that I think uh, really highlights how much more buying I think China is going to do. So the last time China was in a gold buying spree, it started pretty much you know, at the financial crisis. China added about 1,450 metric tons of gold to their holdings, officially. I don't know what they did unofficially, but that's what they did officially. And then... In 2019, they stopped. They didn't buy any gold for the rest of 2019. They didn't buy any gold in 2020. They didn't buy any gold in 2021, officially. At the end of last year, they officially started buying gold again. So far, since they've started this gold-buying process, by the way, that was uh, in November of last year. So we're not quite one year in uh, uh, to to what they bought. we got two more months left to go here, uh, September, because this is an August number. September, October, that'll be one year in. They've bought 217 metric tons so far. So, Jason, if they do what they did the last time, they still got over 1,200 metric tons of buying to do. And the, the timing of their purchases sure seems like they have a firm grasp on when to buy and when not right. to buy. Right. You know, so if they're buying now, like we've been telling everybody, this is, this is uh, one of those good old days areas where, hey, in this, this time frame – People will say, hey, I bought in 2022, I bought in 2023, when, when it was soft and people weren't really buying as much. 
and then it goes skyrocketing upward. I've already been through this phase once. I joined Joe in 2018. I was on the air saying, hey, this is the good old days. This is a great time to buy. We're selling $20 gold pieces for $1,250, $1,300, which now after it's come back some, because we were selling $20 gold pieces, they got up to $2,500 with the premiums and all the craziness the last couple of years. But we're still selling for about $2,200, you know, a little less than that. So, I mean, look at that, almost 1000 bucks a coin. If you would have bought 100 of those coins, if you had the means back in 2018, 2019, that's $100,000 in price. And is that going to happen again, or is it going to be more than $1,000 a coin, Joe? Which I, I, I kind of think gold heading towards that $3,000 price tag, it could happen. It could happen kind of quickly, too. It could happen by next year. It could happen by 2025, I mean, just, just based off what's going on. And if China's buying it, Joe, right before it did that, waited to buy after it happened, and now they're buying again, they're expecting it to happen again. They took COVID off. They took COVID off is what they did. Prices got real pricey. Right. We're going to take it off. And then as gold has come down here the last 90 days, is it any shock China's purchases have, have, have escalated? I mean, they're almost buying twice as much gold today as they were buying in November. Uh, I, I think that just tells you this is where you need to be. 800 951 0592 uh, unfortunate losses picking up on Wall Street we'll recap that and what are the CEOs of America saying and what is the Fed not saying that's coming all up in the last segment of the week 800-951-0592 Jason I will be off tomorrow the offices are open we'll just be off tomorrow uh, $5 liberties 1 through 9 550 10 or more 545 and those 5 ounce silver bars all the way down to $125 at 800 951-0592. The Dow's down about 185 points now. Uh, the S&P, the, the NASDAQ are all lower as well. Uh, but Jason, the latest uh, survey, they send this out all the They do this all the time. So this, this is, uh, they were asking corporate America, what are how many of you think we're going to enter into a recession in the next twelve months? Okay, so that's a that's a pretty good question, right? If you talked to Goldman Sachs, right, they said fifteen percent. Bank of America said eh, more like forty, but then the consumer said, "No, eh, well, wait, economists, my bad, economists." You know, these economists—they're—they're—they're almost a fifty percent, forty-eight percent. The consumers—they said they're at sixty-nine percent. How about the CEOs? These are Wall Street CEOs. Are we going to have a recession in the next twelve months? Eighty-four percent of CEOs said yes. Here's the funny part. We just had the central bank meeting, you know, the other week. At the Federal Reserve staff. Right? These are the best bankers we got, allegedly. You know where they're at? Zero. Nope. We don't see any chance of a recession. This is this is how bad you're being clowned. Right? And and I say this and I don't like saying it. 
This is the exact same line they took with inflation in 2020. When they, oh, it's just transitory inflation. It's just going to go away. Recession is coming as sure as I'm standing here. And the fact that the Federal Reserve says it's not, Jason, that's all I really need to know, right? I mean, uh, that's exactly what we're talking about here. This is how, well, and I don't know that they're close, because I don't actually believe that that's what they think, right? But that's that's what they want to put out into the media anyway. You know, and the CEOs might want to be honest about seeing that a recession is coming because that way when they sell all their stock before it happens, they can say, well, I didn't have any insider information. I just I saw a recession coming, so I was playing it safe, right, Joe? These, these CEOs are always selling a lot of stock right before it gets bad. Yeah, and, and, and again, they know better than anybody, right? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna ask people that really would have an idea, uh, the CEOs would be the place. Because here, here, here's a simple thing: they're just looking at spreadsheets. Are our sales going up? Are our sales going down? Are our costs going up? Are our costs going down? Right? Are we are we talking about our profit margins getting better or our profit margins getting worse? And then they answer the question. And I think for all of them, they're seeing the same thing that all of us are seeing. Hey, every month it's getting a little bit worse, a little bit worse. Not hasn't gotten horrible yet, but I guess that's the key word. Right. If the central bank tells you they don't see something, that's probably a good indicator that that's exactly what's going to happen. 800-951-0592. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.